You worked with Gary Vee for a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, we did a couple projects with him. Yeah. So during Super Bowl weekend, we uh, someone sent me one of his guys' tweets that said, where are my Minneapolis photographers and videographers at? And someone tagged me. They hit me up, and I was just like, okay, like I'll do like a quick photo thing. Like It's probably not going to be that big of a deal. Right. We can expand on it more later, but... Um, it literally turned into they just sent him sent the Airbnb address and I'm just like pulling up and Gary's just like chilling there and like his his jet shorts and just like a just a t-shirt and he's just like sup dude like tell me your story and like we were just hanging out with him for the whole weekend. No way. Yeah, it was insane, dude. Well, what is he like? What's it like, man? He's a lot of like what you see on camera, but he's not as like da 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 da. He's very like relaxed and very genuine, and he's not like. He doesn't throw a different side out just for the publicity. So he's still very like intimate and genuine. Mm. Um, but obviously he's got a lot going on. And so we actually worked with him on two two separate occasions. Okay. So Super Bowl weekend and then one of my buddies like hired him for a keynote in Rochester, Minnesota. And we did all, like we picked him up from the airport and vlogged the whole thing. And yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah, I mean, that, what a guy to be around. Yeah. I feel like that'd be the person I'd want to hang out with yeah. at this age of my life. Yeah, he's really, really cool. And I just like how he preaches, like, positivity and, like, genuineness and, like, doing, like, what you want to do, even if your parents don't want you to do it or if your your peers don't want you to do it. I think that's so important. Dude, that's like, kind of what this whole thing's about, man. Yeah, like, going out on your own and living what you want to live. Yeah. But, like, the positivity part. Have you read 48 Laws of Power? Mm-mm. Okay, that's my brother just got that, James. Okay, but I read it; it's great. But it, that one's very tactical. Like it's all about power. Like, yeah, I don't care about the intentions, like backstab, whatever. Yeah, very great book. But it's like I need a little bit. Of, I need a little bit of positivity. In yeah, there. like what's the purpose of this? Yeah, I I probably screw myself over more times than not, just because I like feel like I have such a big heart and I don't want to like short side things. You know? Yeah. I'm, like I have like longevity tatted behind my ear because I just think like. Everything will come full circle if you have the right intentions. Like everything's mm. meant to happen the way it's happening, as long as you don't have the wrong intentions. Of like, I'm not in business just to make money. I'm not like building a company just to be a leader. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just like, I just feel like I want to do something for the right reasons of doing it. What's up, everybody? We have Brandon Polazuk in the house. Um, and our intros here have been getting a little long for my liking. Short, sweet, let's hit it. So we're going to get right into it here. Brandon is the owner and founder of Social Butterfly. He uh, owner or founder of Lincoln Drink and kind of getting that going, which is so cool connecting people here in the cities. And there's a lot of stuff Brandon's doing. He, he's an entrepreneur through and through. So it's fun to watch him. He's getting after it. He's learning. He's growing. And he's really trying to make an impact. All right. Brandon Polazuk. Let's go. All right. Well, welcome back. Wait, how do you say your last Is it Polazuk? You nailed it, dude. Did I nail it? Yeah. that's. Go. You're probably one of three people that nail it on the first try. Polazuk. You know, we're trying to be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, welcome everybody. We have Brandon Polazuk in the house. What's up, man? Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be on here. Dude, I, we just connected. Um, you know, I've kind of seen you on social media, and my brother uh, James was just like, hey, you got to have this dude on. He's yeah. unbelievable. So appreciate you coming over. Yeah, James is uh, one hell of a guy. Love that man. Yeah, you because uh, you did Lincoln Drink, yep. right? And yep. you founded that, yep. which is so cool, man. Yeah. Uh, what, what was that like? That's how you met James, right? Or connected um, with him? I actually knew him through his, uh, through Bailey. Oh, okay. And, uh, I hit up Bailey cause I just really liked Pharaoh's music and I thought I'm like, dude, this dude's going to be a star. And so I hit her up and I was like, Hey, if, uh, James needs any like music video stuff, I'll do one for free. And that's kind of like my in. I always use my skill set and offer it for free because there's no reason why they would say no, mm-hmm. unless my skill set wasn't there. And so that's how I met James. But in terms of Lincoln Drink, when I was running my agency, I was thinking of ways. So I kept hearing all the time. It's like, oh, do you know so-and-so? It's like, no, I know of them. Or I, I know they're, I follow them on Instagram. And I was always thinking like, why do so many people say they know someone, but they don't go out of their way to actually meet them? And it does happen here and there, but there's not like a conglomerate that's putting them all in the same room. And so literally I was sitting there with my team and it's like, 
One, we could figure out ways to find more projects, more opportunities, more connections, and whether that's the connections that we might hire later on, but two, just to have people know who we are and what we do and what we're standing for. And so literally walked into a room and I was like, I want to start a networking event and we should call it like Lincoln Drink. And just threw it out there and we're like, it's the same way we started Butterfly. We threw a name out there like, eh, maybe, but we'll come back to it. And it just kind of stuck. So started a networking event. And again, we threw the first one for free, got some sponsors. Last minute, actually, we were at the bar right before it started. And I was like, dude, it was like the day before election night or the day of or something. I'm like, why did I put this on this day? <laughs> and like 30 people pulled up and it was really cool to see the support. And some guy was sitting at the bar right before I was about to like do all the donation giveaways. And someone just offered me Timberwolves tickets to add into the donation. So it was like a really cool opportunity. And that gave me goosebumps. And I just thought like, okay, something's going right here. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we did the first five of them. We were doing every... I think it was every other month we were throwing a networking event for free, getting sponsors. I was eating a lot of the cost because I just saw people connecting and it made me feel mm. so good. Um, and it was, oh yeah, I follow you on Instagram. Oh, awesome. I'm glad we could finally meet. And it made me feel like I was actually having a purpose. Yes. And so then um, five, five of them into it, uh, we started charging and we we're like, okay, let's see if we can actually stop losing money on these and see if our attendance declines. And it actually went up which was really, really cool. And so um, Lincoln Drink was a really, really fun project. And we were really excited to have it this year. We did a four-year deal at Walker Art Center on the rooftop there, but then everything with COVID happened. So we pumped the brakes until further notice. So yeah, man. Yeah. But networking events is my thing, man. I just love seeing people connect. Well, that's the, the thing. And it's so funny. You're doing so many things. We're going to dive into yourself as an entrepreneur, but like for me, I have a lot going on, but this podcast is what brings me purpose. Yeah. This is my connection. This is yeah. the value. And you have, you know, the Lincoln drink bringing people together. Yeah. That's just such a cool thing. Yeah. You know? and, and that's what I love about podcasts and why I'm so excited to be on here because if me and you were to connect and like James just like had us meet up at happy hour, it would be like a good conversation, but this is like one-on-one, -on -one, let's get to know each other and we're going to have a relationship from then on out. And it just like, that means so much to me. And so, like I said, I'm really excited to be on here. Yeah, me too. But I mean, as soon as you walked in the door, you said energy. It just yeah. like started flowing. Yeah. Started talking about 5 a.m. Club, a book that's changed our lives. I love it. Yeah, dude. 5 a.m. Club. If anyone who hasn't read it, I encourage you to read it. It's, uh, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't say enough good things about that book. But so you went to Mankato. Yep. You know, you said college was a chance for you to reinvent yourself and go kind of be who you want to be. Yeah. And founder, social butterfly, all this stuff. How to start? Yeah. So going back to where I was going to college. Um, so like I said, in high school, before we got on the pod here, I didn't really feel like I ever fit in. So I have an identical twin brother and he was always the one that like people were hitting up and it's like, I would hit him up and be like, Hey, what are you doing today? And so he's like, Oh, you can come with us here. You can come with us there. And so I definitely had friends, but I never felt like I fit in to have like that core group. And so um, when I was going to college, I was like, this is the time to like go make a whole new life for myself and really just figure out where I want to be. And I've been doing a lot of sales and I really think of life in the terms of sales, not just trying to ask for everything in your own favor, but you honestly don't get what you don't ask for. And so when I was going into college, I was like, I'm going to reinvent the wheel for my own self here. And I'm going to find the people that I actually relate to. I don't care what anyone else thinks. And I'm just going to go and just ask for the things that I want. And so how I started Social Butterfly was sophomore year of college. I, uh, I was thinking about, um, you know, what do I want to do? I was, I was selling school newspaper ads um, okay. at the college paper. And um, this was actually freshman year. So when I went into college, I was looking for a job. I've always liked working and making my own money. And I sent this like job opportunity to my mom. And it was 100% commission selling the daily newspaper at the college campus. My mom's like, you're not going to like that. It's, it's a college paper. You're going to be working your tail off and not getting what you want out of it. And I was like, perfect reason to do it. Like, yes. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go head on. And so that was like kind of my first challenge. And I ended up crushing it there. I loved it there. And it was a really cool opportunity for me to be on campus, get to know the businesses around there. And uh, a kind of embarrassing thing, I didn't even know the word entrepreneur was related to business. I like heard it, but I always thought like business owners was the way you describe someone who owned a business. Okay. And so I've never really been an entrepreneur. I've never really been someone who's like 
buying and flipping things and like making money that way. I've always been one that can talk and can do sales. And so that's one side of the entrepreneurship story that really kind of evoked me to kind of want to dig deeper into it because I was like, these people are all successful and I want to build relationships with them. So long story short, I ended up selling a lot of newspaper ads. Um, you and killed it. Yeah. So my strategy was there. So they had a paper that came out every Tuesday and Thursday. And a lot of the sales reps would be like, hey, you want to get in this week's paper or do you want to get in for the next thurs- the next couple Thursdays? And my strategy was, who are the biggest dogs in the city? And I went to my sales director and said, if I get them in for the whole semester for like the back page, which is like the prime spot, could I get them 10% off? And so I called this company called Rent MSU and I knew they'd spent a lot of money in the past, but they weren't really as consistent. And I just like called them and called them and called them and called them. And he finally caved in. He's just like, I've never had anyone hit me up as much for a newspaper ad than you do. So I'll do it for you. And so that was kind of my strategy. And I ended up doing really well at the, mm. at the reporter, started managing some people. But to be honest, I just, I knew the readership wasn't a hundred percent there for what they were paying. And I just like almost felt guilty in a sense, cause I could really sell it, but I didn't want to sell it for the wrong reasons. And so fast forward to sophomore year, I was in this class project and we had to spend the whole semester kind of coming up with a fake business. We had to come up with a name, a strategy, and to move further in the project, you had to pitch it to um, like the advisor, the professors. And so you get put into a group and it's like, all right, guys, start a business. And I think like there was like 12 groups and I want to say like eight of the 12 or 10 of the 12 were usually like product based. And a lot of them were like clothing companies. And I've always wanted to have a clothing company. I've always wanted to be a part of it. But to me, it's also very saturated. And so I didn't feel like I had the right name or the right idea that would differentiate ourselves. And so I was like, okay, I'm selling school newspaper ads to all these businesses. I know what they're selling or I know what they're like, who they're targeting and how much they're spending. And they're targeting these college kids. And Facebook was like just blowing up where people would be spending money to get like the the engagement and like running ads and stuff. And so I ended up quitting the school newspaper and I started Social Butterfly. It was a social media marketing company. And we just went around to all the college campus businesses and just said, hey, we'll run your Facebook page for 500 bucks. And of the 500 bucks, we'll put in 150 into Facebook advertising. And this was back in the day when you could throw $10 and you'll get like a thousand likes on a post. And so shout out Burrito Wings. Uh, That was our first client. And we went to this guy named Oscar and he just loved our ambition and our idea. And he thought that he wanted to take a risk on us as, as kind of an opportunity for himself. And so... We went over there and we started running his Facebook page. We would we would literally take like Google images that had like the copyright usage that we could post on social media. And we just started running his Facebook account, making content calendars and not knowing what the hell we were doing. But it was gaining a lot of traction for him and helping his business. And then when we, when we started landing some of those, we started going to other people around the area and said, we're already working with this person. We're working with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it just kind of started from there. And we're here to here. Here we are today. Yeah, I mean, you have this. Have you always had this fire and like no. ambition, dude? I'm telling you, people in high school don't even recognize me. I'm telling you, like when I said to myself, I went to sleep one night and I was just like, I I'm gonna regret myself ten years, twenty years down the road if I don't like find out what I really want to do and go out of my way and. I don't know, man, like it just really clicked. I just didn't really have a purpose or a passion in high school. And I was, um, I was into marketing without knowing I was into marketing. So I was working at PacSun and I love talking mm-hmm. to people. And I, you know, you know, like the display boards where they have like the photos and stuff above, like where the jeans are at and yeah. they have like the products up there. Like I helped build that. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And people are like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, and so, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I just really started to find ways that like really lit that fire inside myself. And I just, I'm a very emotional, like very wear my heart on my sleeve type of person. And so I express what I really like and I tell people what I like and it just kind of spiraled into what I do today. So yeah, you think there was like just a shift, like you said, you were laying in bed. Yeah. Was it like a specific time or did it just kind of like over time, like you took the newspaper job and then you got into social butterfly and it just started to become you? Um, I think it just started to become me. I Again, I surrounded myself with the right people. So um, I think like in high school, like 
So what I started doing, I met um, one of my best friends, Hui, and he started a clothing company called Exceed, and we were doing these gym workout videos. Mm. And if I if I posted or did any of that in high school, people were like, oh, it's so douchey or whatever. And I was like, I don't care anymore. I don't have anyone to please. I'm not going back to high school. I'm starting my own life. And so um, just really surrounding myself around people who like similar things that I liked. And that just put out more confidence in myself that there are people like me and I'm not having to live a life that has to please the people that I don't want to yes. be around. And so, yeah, it just kind of sparked a fire underneath me. And I just started going deeper into that side of what I really liked in life. Dude, I was in high school. I wasn't, you know, living the way I wanted to do at all either. I didn't have my passion or purpose. And as I got out into the world, I started to be like, yeah, the same feeling. I don't really care anymore. Like I'm going to post what I want to post. I'm yeah. going to just show who I want to be. And it's a process for sure. It but is. it's crazy to see the people that connect with that. Yeah. I think that's why like some of the social media stuff has got so much traction is like people connect with when you're just being yourself. Yeah, dude. People, people, they want to, they want to have a sense of like who you are and where you want to be. And then it's like, they want to relate to that too. And so the, like the people that come in my DMs and are like, dude, I love what you're doing. Like that literally makes me feel so good. As selfish as that is, it makes me feel so good. So I'm going to put more of that out there. And if I'm genuinely helping one or two people, then that's more than what I was ever doing before. And so just diving deeper into putting out more of what I want to do, you know? Absolutely. I think that's one of the most fulfilling things too. It really is. Just when people, when they connect with it. And yeah. Just, I love the passion and the purpose you're living with. Because that's kind of what we're, guys like us, we're shooting for that. Like yeah. you said, hard on the sleeve. You know, you're doing your thing. Yeah. Well, and, and two, it's like when people say they look up to me, it blows my mind because I, you know, I have my credentials now, but I didn't have that before, but I still had the same mentality. And so when people say they look up to me, it's like, dude, you can do this too. You just have to put in the work and you can't look for the shortcuts and you have to have those uncomfortable conversations with yourself and with mm. others. And you got to put yourself in a position where you don't want to be so that you know where you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a very uncomfortable thing, especially because when you start to build a life, like maybe into sales or some job that you don't like, and then maybe you get a girlfriend, and you start to get a house or mm -hmm. whatever, it just becomes harder and harder to break out of these connections and these obligations you've made. Right. But like you said, you have to have the uncom uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Well, and you always hear in podcasts, like I, I know a lot of people who are in business, they listen to these self-help podcasts or read these books and they say those exact things. It's like, you have to take the risks now. You have to challenge yourself now. But what does that really mean? It's hard to put that into perspective. Mm. And so that's what I started telling myself every single day. And I was in sales, so it was a little bit harder. Or I mean, it was a little bit easier to just put myself in uncomfortable conversations, like asking for a really big sale. Getting when, shut down. Yeah, and getting time. shut down. And I think, I honestly, I tell everyone, I think at some point in your life, you should go in sales because it's going to teach you so much about yourself. And once you start to like gain traction, like it's a whole nother fire underneath yourself because you can start to do what you want on your own terms by just the way you start to talk to people and the way that you position yourself. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I think sales is one of the most powerful skills yeah. a person can have. Yeah. Sales, marketing, and accounting. Have you ever done um have you ever done like door to door sales at all? I haven't. Dude, that's a whole nother beast of its own. I had an internship for a while where I was selling like Comcast, uh, internet, cable, and um, TV. And uh, it was one of the most like it was, it taught me so much about myself. You would, they would literally drop you off in a neighborhood and you had to hit the whole neighborhood three times. So if someone wasn't home at 9am, you'd come back at 12 and you literally just walk and knock, walk and knock, walk and knock. Yes. And you're walking into someone's home and trying to sell them something, but figuring out how to have a conversation where you don't come off like, Hey, want to buy this? And just being like, making a compliment and like just trying to find a way to genuinely have a conversation with them where it's like, look, man, you're trying to make a living. I'm trying to make a living. Like, how can we make this work? Yeah, let's make uh, it better. Yeah, yeah. And so door-to-door -door sales was one of like the hardest things I've ever done. And I only did it for a couple of months, but uh, sales is just something that's going to teach you so much about yourself. I, I can't agree more on that. Yeah. Is there any other skills, like sales we've talked about, are mm -hmm. there any other skills you possess in the business realm that you feel have made you really good, you know, and made social butterfly that you do well in your, you know, in your job? Yeah, I would just say like relationship building and providing value first. Okay. So I think... Like I said, so I offered a lot of my services for free because it's almost a no-brainer. Like even if it doesn't work out, you didn't co it didn't cost that person something. And so 
Um, a lot of what I preach is I DM a lot of people that I look up to. And so, for example, a really good story that I had was um, there's this canvas art company called Iconic. And Gary Vee bought into it about a year and a half ago. And I'd been following these guys. I liked a lot of their art. It was a lot about like the motivational aspect of just the the quotes that you see, but it had like a cool design to it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really liked it. And so right when they got acquired by Gary Vee or they had Gary Vee buy into it and Scooter Braun buy into it, I DM'd the founder, Mark, and I just said, hey man, love everything you're doing. If I flew out to LA on my own dime, would you sit down with me for 15 minutes and I'll film content and give you whatever you guys want? I just want 15 minutes to pick your brain and like build a relationship with you. He's like, I can't say no to that. And we ended up meeting and in that 15 minutes turned into an hour and then it turned into a relationship and then I'm getting introduced to other brands and like I'm in their circle now. And so I think just providing value first, Mm. like there's a difference between saying, hey man, can we meet up and I can just pick your brain? It's like, yes, I will probably do that, but from a non-selfish standpoint, what are you providing? Because you're always going to be on the upper echelon if you're providing value first. And so just figuring a way to position yourself, and it doesn't always have to be like a service or a product, but just finding a way to provide value first and build that relationship showing like, I want to make it worth your time because I value your time and I know how many other people are hitting you with the same message. I'm going to find a way to differentiate. And so finding ways to build relationships with others and making it mutually beneficial or not even mutually beneficial, more beneficial for them because that's going to make them be like, damn, like that guy stood out. And then guess what? Now you're having a better relationship with that person. and You're not just like another run of the mill kind of guy. Yes. And we all have a million things going on. That person that you prime value to, especially if they're really killing it, they have a million things to do. A hundred percent. So it's not like they're a bad person and maybe we wouldn't want to take the time to give you 15 minutes. I'm sure they would, but they also have a schedule of a hundred things. How are they going to be like, how is this going to help me? Right. Or how is this even, how am I going to give the most impact possible for this time? Right. So, well, and so many people are hitting him up with the same question, asking for 15 minutes. So I'm sure he could have a booked out like week by just hitting these 15 minute meetings with all these like young guys who are looking up to it. And so that's where it's really just finding a relationship with people. And, and then in the business world you hear too, it's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, your skill set has to be there, but that's something you can work on your own time. But if you have all the skill set in the world and no relationship and no network, there's it's just going to be harder. It's going to be an uphill battle for, you know, as long as you, you do your, your thing. So that's part of the reason why I started that link and drink networking events. Cause like, I'm going to build my network with relationships. I'm going to provide value to everyone. I'm going to connect people for free for the first and build this following. And at the same time, I'm going to keep working on my skill set. So I think just sales and positioning yourself in a way that you're always looking to provide value is such a good mentality to have in your personal life and business life. Absolutely. And those connections will work wonders down the road. You have no idea what that branch and tree right. could reach to for you. Like right. my social media stuff, just got kind of posting stuff and then becoming a PGA member, it got me a job down at Braemar Golf Course. Yeah. Like I would have never got that job without that. And you just don't know, you know, what where that's going to go. Right. Well, and it's like if you didn't put out these podcasts and if you didn't put yourself out there, it's more work for the person who's looking to hire someone to figure out who you are. Mm. Where it's like, if you're putting it out there, you're showing people who you are. And so that's why I have like this fire in me and like posting what I like, because now you know exactly who I'm about and you don't have to dig deep to find it. It's right there for someone to consume. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just out there. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the nice part about social media, especially if we're, if you're doing it, uh, like, for your right reasons, your business is on there, like everything, your passion's on there. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for a business or someone to, who wants to work with you to check it out. Right. And right. they can get so much value. They can really understand Brandon and be like, oh man, okay. Yeah. This, this is someone like- I want to be around or this is someone that I want to work with and build a relationship with. And then it just like, then it starts compounding on each other because I built a good relationship with Pharaoh and now he's introducing me to you. And now we're going to build a relationship and I might refer someone to you or you might refer someone to me. And so it's just like, it's a compounding effect, man. And like we were talking before we jumped on the pod, how I met Michael Jordan, who started Unreal. Yeah. That dude has connected me with so many good relationships and probably a hefty reason why my business is the way, where it is today because I put so much time and effort and value to try to provide value to him that it only makes sense where he's kind of like introducing me to people and we're building relationships together and we're growing the business together. And it's just like... It just goes tenfold, man. Yeah, well, talk, talk about that story real quick. So in yeah. college, I mean, yeah. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, so um, so 
Michael Jordan started this apparel brand called Unreal. And this is not Michael Jordan basketball player, No, folks. no, no. He's, uh, he's a little bit shorter, probably not as good as basketball, but he's an incredible entrepreneur and a really good friend of mine. But he started this brand called Unreal in college, and he, it, it's uh, UNRL. So it just like took out the, very, or the vowels, and it, it just like had that brand from the minute that I saw that. I'm like, wow, this thing's going to be something really, really big. And if there's any way that I can play a part into it, that would be a bucket list thing for me. I always wanted to be a part of a clothing brand. I wanted to own one myself, but I don't necessarily know if I wanted to start one myself. And so um, I, uh, I, I saw him during a homecoming game and I saw him on, uh, on the porch and I was like, all right, this is my time to go and introduce myself. And I was like, what's up, man? We've kind of known each other and he's like, what's up, dude? And I was like, dude, I love everything you're doing with Unreal. But that's the same kind of conversation that everyone's starting, you know, and saying like, dude, I love it. You're, you're doing so well for yourself and stuff like that. And so I just told him, I put a bug in his ear. I was like, look, here man. comes the value. Yeah, here comes the value. I was like, look, man. I think you're doing incredible stuff. I love the brand. If there's anything that I can do in the meantime, would love to help out. I know you're a big dog right now, and I'm kind of just a little puppy trying to find my way. I'm on a leash, just kind of barking around. But one day we're going to work together. I'm going to be a big dog. And that was uh, that was probably sophomore, junior year of college. And we kind of like hit Instagram things back and forth, small talk here and there. We didn't work together for a very long time. And one day, I think they're working with another marketing company and the campaign just like was a flop. And one of his coworkers hit me up because he's been seeing a lot of what we've been posting about for, for businesses. And he's like, look, man, we had this last minute campaign. Is there anything you can do to help out? So I was like, this is that calling. Told you so. Now I'm a big dog. Yes. And uh, I, uh, I just dropped everything and I did the campaign for them and I didn't even charge them anything because I knew that this is my in. And ever since then, we've been working together and we kind of handle all of their digital marketing, all of their content, all of their paid social, and really just trying to help grow their e-commerce brand and build it to what I knew he wanted to build it into. That's awesome. And that's an amazing story for yeah. how you got started there. Yeah. And now it's a huge part of your business. Huh? Yeah. It's a big part of my business. And like I said, I think, I think life is just a game of sales and not in the terms of just trying to like sell everything to everyone, but in the terms of you don't get what you don't ask for. And so when you put that stuff out in the world, who knows if that would have ever happened if I went to made like an introduction for myself and said, I know we're going to work together. I'm going to manifest this and it's not going to happen maybe next week or next month or even next year, but two years down the road, look what happened. And so just asking those uncomfortable conversations and if it doesn't happen, guess what? At least I shot my shot. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's like, if I just like had these thoughts in my head, like I'd start to build up tension and resentment, like, damn, why aren't they working with me? I could do so much better. Well, make that happen then. Yeah, and they might not even know. I mean, right. if you ask, it takes the courage. Right. That, that's really good. It's hard though. I mean, people, you don't see it a lot. And in the sales world, you do and stuff. But I just say in the common, especially in college, they don't really, you don't see that bold, shoot your shot, no. just say whatever. And that's, we need a lot more of that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll admit it was a little cocky to say that, but it worked out. So yeah. it's, it's a little bit of confidence. And I was definitely a lot more arrogant than I am today. Um, trying to little be a little bit more humble and a little bit more self-aware of like where I actually am at in the grand scheme of things. Um, but it's it's just shooting your shot and just asking those things. Like the same thing I did when I DM'd Iconic and um, you know working with some of the bigger people that I've worked with. It's just really putting yourself out there. And at the end of the day, like when I was first starting to do a lot of the marketing for them, like I didn't know what I was doing. I just did what I thought was right. And I learned a lot of lessons along the way. But you won't, you won't know what's right until you fail, until you yes. do a wrong, until you figure out that that didn't work, you won't do that again. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so the faster you fail, the faster you grow, and the faster that you become in the direction of where you want to be for success. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, success. There's a lot of big traits with successful people, but a commonality is just action. Yeah. People take massive action, you're going to find results eventually. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it, massive action, because... Um, one of my favorite quotes, and I actually have an iconic piece that says this, says, fail fast, fail early, fail often. But what does that mean? Am I just supposed to like do something wrong on purpose? No, it's to take action on something. And if it worked, well, you know it worked. But if it doesn't, now you know not to do that again. And so just trying to take major action in every angle of your life will get you faster than if you were just sitting back and just contemplating everything. Mm. That's just such a great point. The other thing, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I can just see your big picture guy. You can see the vision. Mm -hmm. You can see things move, you know, before they're there. Mm -hmm. In college, when you talk to your buddy, how much 
you know, do you think that's helped you really being able to see where things are going, especially in the social butterfly, yeah. you know, ads world? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I said, I think, I don't know. I just like, I'm really into my head and I, I, I believe I'm a visionary. I come up with a lot of ideas and I'm really working on what's, what's really propelled me forward, honestly, is building a good relationship with my team and they're the ones that help me implement it. And so... Mm-hmm. If you if they had if they're in the room today they'd be like dude this dude has like way too many ideas and we need to chill out a little bit sometimes but yeah. um, I just try to think of the bigger picture as much as possible and I don't know it just it makes sense to me and then trying to make it happen where it's like I can't do this by myself and so how can I find the people who can help support this vision and then also how can I help support them so one of the first things that I ask when I bring someone on to the company is okay. Obviously, I go through the how are you going to be a good fit and all this stuff. But I also ask like, okay, you're on, you're jumping on board to help me build my dream. What's your dream? Where do you want to be? Mm. And that's the beautiful thing about an agency is that we can pretty much build in any direction that we want to build. And so if someone says, I want to be, you know, the head producer of a music label. Well, I can help open up those doors by using some of the marketing connections that I have in the music industry. Or maybe we build out a music division. And there's just so many things where it's like everyone's going to have their own journey and their own path. And right now they're a part of my path. So how can I help contribute to their path and figure out what are their dreams? What are their aspirations? Because in the long run, if I can help combine those into one journey, we're all going to grow and prosper together. And I just, I think that's so beautiful and I love it. Well, that's powerful. It creates an alignment within your company. Right. I mean, people are going to come die and work for you. They're going to give it your all right. when they know that you care about what they want to do and that you're going to support what they want to do. Right. And it's it's not as easy to make happen overnight, but it's like if I at least know where your your 5-year goal is, let's keep working on that and figuring out ways to make it happen and keep, you know, at least knowing the direction you want to go in because if I'm going far, you know, over in this direction and you really want to be over here, well now we're going to have an issue and you're going to leave where mm-hmm. I I really want to grow with long-term relationships and build something that's really just beautiful and something where it's like you always you always hear the story it's like man, back in the days and we didn't know what we were doing and remember how this person came on? Like, I love those stories and I want to mm-hmm. create those for myself. And we're starting to have those now five years in, but I can't imagine what it's going to be like 10 years in, 15 years in, 20 years in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the, it's the thing. Like, if you don't look back and laugh at what you were doing, yeah. then you weren't doing it right because you need to make those mistakes. Right. That's back to the action thing. Yeah. But and- you, you, it's fun to look back and be a little embarrassed, but... Oh, I'm, dude, I'm so embarrassed of like a lot of what we did. Like, when we were in Mankato still... I can only imagine what some of the people were saying of like how unorganized and like chaotic it is. And like now it's like our processes are getting a lot more dialed and we're being a lot more organized. But like I said, it's just part of the process, man. And it's like take a lot of action and just like figure out what's not working and what is working. And, you know, it's um, it's just it's a constant battle, you know. Yeah. Well, we're dreamers, you yeah. know, and we go back to what you said. You need the power of team to settle it down a little bit. hundred percent. And I, I have my sister. She does a lot of the organizing. She's our website stuff. She's a lot of nice. the structuring. I got a couple of video editing. So just, I got a team yep. and it brings me down to earth, yeah. especially like my family, my friends. I have these ideas. I want to build this, do that. So it, it's good to have those checks yeah. you know, as a dreamer, just vision. Yeah. All the time. They kind of keep you in line and tell you when you're off balance and stuff, but they also just help contribute to it. And it's just something that... For the longest time, I, and I still run into this sometimes, but I try to do everything myself. And then I end up like so frustrated and burnt out and spread so thing. I can't do it all. I can't do it all. It's like, well, delegate, mm. empower the people around you and let them take ownership. And is it going to be a hundred percent the way that you want it to be? No. But if you can kind of tell them, you know, this is kind of what I was thinking and working through it together. A lot of the times I end up finding out, it's like, damn, I didn't even think about it that way. Mm. And so sometimes they have overpower over me because they did it better than what I would have thought. And so it's something that I'm still working on today, a lot of just delegating and empowering the people around me. But it's the only way you scale. I mean, you look at some of these companies that have hundreds and thousands of employees. There's a reason why they have hundreds and thousands of employees, because they found the right people that contribute to the end goal that the company has. Absolutely. Empowering employees and just empowering the people you work with is one of the biggest skill sets of a good leader. Mm -hmm. You have to make your employees feel valued Mm -hmm. and wanted, but then you have to empower them to do good work. Mm -hmm. And and it's so funny because that sounds so simple. And, you know, that's leadership 101. But like I have a friend who is at a company and her boss was just killing her, like just the way that he talked to her, the way that he communicated and she was doing a great job, and it, it just made her life miserable. Yep. So she quit. 
Yep. And she's like, I like the company. It was a good job, good pay, but I just couldn't handle. Yeah. It's like, wow, how is that even a thing? And I'll admit, dude, and this is probably the first time I'm publicly admitting that, like I ran into that problem. Mm. I thought all my ideas were the ones to go with. I thought that I had the overall vision and I wasn't even listening to the people around me. And I've had people leave for that reason. And so, you know, over the last six months and eight months, I've really just been focusing on how am I listening to my team? How am I contributing to them? And understanding that they're a part of the vision too. They're out here grinding and they're helping build what I what I'm really empowering, but now it's our vision. It's not just my vision. And so um, even my team has said like in the last six to eight months, just my leadership skills have been 180 degrees um, and just not, because I'm a very, like I react with emotion, which yeah. is my biggest downfall and my biggest upside. So people can tell when I'm very frustrated and stressed, but they can also tell when I'm very happy and very like, let's come do this energetic. together and energetic. And so, you know, just being, um, you know, a little bit, uh, throwing a little bit of humility in yourself and being able to admit where you're wrong. And it's, again, it's something that I'm still working on, but I think the team that we have now is really seeing the drive and the effort that I'm putting into my leadership skills and really just trying to rally the whole team together. Because like you said, if if they're doing a great job and the pay is great, but the way that their boss is talking to them, now their boss is doing it a service to his vision or her mm. vision. And it's just not gonna, you're just, you're pulling a weighted sled. And again, it's hard to do and it's hard to take yourself out of that, you know, that position when you get frustrated to take a step back and breathe. And I have times where I mess that up and stuff, but just being proactive about it. And something that's actually helped me a lot with that is meditating. Mm. Um, One of my roommates, Ian Deloney, he's our lead designer. He's reading like eight books a month and he's super self-aware and his actually his first dream job was to be a philosopher when he was like 13. Like this dude's just cut from a different cloth and I'm really grateful to live with him. But, um, he, he preached to me like, dude, I've meditated for the last 160 days in a row and it's literally changed the way that I think in my daily life. And I've always heard of meditating. I I look at a lot of other successful people and their morning routine and, and their, um, meditating and stuff. But, being able to just be a little bit more in the moment. I think a lot of why I react the way I react when I'm emotional is I'm so focused on the future Mm. and I will burn every bridge if I don't bring myself to the present. Mm. And so just being a little bit more cognitive of where I'm at in my mental state has transformed me into a better leader and just kind of being a little bit more, um, a little bit more cognitive of who I am and how I'm speaking and how I'm communicating and, it's just a, it's a continuous improvement type of uh, strategy, but it's just something that needs to happen if you want to build something big. That's so, that's so good. And I love hearing about growth because yeah. everyone wants to talk about success. But for me, when I hear someone was like eight months ago, I wasn't doing well and I've grown to be better. I'm getting better. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing to yeah. me because I love seeing that you've focused You've seen a problem. Yeah. You're aware of it now. You're taking steps to get better. Yeah. And that's just amazing. Like you're saying being cognitive, being more aware. Mm-hmm. You meditate. That's helped. What other things, you know, have really helped you see that this problem was, you know, really, you know, putting stress on your business? Yeah. And what is, else have made you into that better leader? Um, so it's just getting feedback from my team. You know, if, if there's like... You know, if there's things that people are talking about and, you know, not necessarily bringing to me, but bringing to other people, that's a big problem Mm. that they feel like they can't come talk to me. And so, um, you know, trying to figure out why I'm reacting the way I am. And like I said before, you know, after I read 5 a.m. Club, I started trying out this morning routine where I rise early and I take the time for myself to be my best mental state before I go into my day. And my morning routine has dramatically changed my entire life and the way that I operate. And because of that, like I said, I felt like my day was starting before I started my day. And when my, when I woke up and rolled out of bed and went straight to the office, I'm getting emails, I'm getting Slack messages. I'm getting people asking for things. I'm like, I haven't even had time to process how I'm feeling today. I'm coming off. Like I I just kept off. So like, so stressed. And so that was part of the reason of why I was communicating in the way that I was communicating and don't get me wrong, it wasn't every day that I was just like yelling at people in this. Like I had my good days, I had my of bad course, days. Yeah. But now I've noticed that if I skip my morning routine, I come off a little bit more like on edge. And it's it's so important to be self-aware of what your triggers are and what's making you a better person, what's making you not a good person. And so uh, my morning routine, the first thing I do, so I get up around like 530 
um, and I'll get up and I'll go straight to my apartment gym and I'll grab a book and I usually read like two to three books like at a time, whatever I'm feeling. I'm a part of, we have a book club with Unreal. We have a book club with Butterfly where we read self-development books. We talk about it as a team mm. um, and related to our personal life, our business and our professional life. Um, so I'll usually read for 30, 40 minutes on the treadmill, just walking or on a awesome. bike and people are so like, dude, you walk and read. That's so bizarre. But for me, it works and just finding what works for you. Um, so right after that, I usually, um, listen to a podcast and I'll hit a lift or I'll do some copywriting and I'll usually work out for 35 to an hour, um, yeah. depending on how my, my morning set up. And then I'll go eat some breakfast and then I'll go into the office. And that to me is like my time that I finally get to myself where I can figure out how I'm feeling that day. What are my intentions for today? And I usually meditate before I go into the office too for like 10 minutes outside, get some fresh air, mm -hmm. close my eyes. But I really try to envision what does today look like? So I'll glance at my calendar and then I'll be like, okay, now play it in your head. What do I want this day to look like? How do I want these meetings to look like? And it's not perfect every day, but setting those attentions at 6.30, 7.30 in the morning, by the time you get into the office, you've already, it's, it's not a reactive effort, it's a proactive effort because you've already thought of what you're going to do. That little vision, is yeah. that during your meditation where you're going yep. to play in it? Yep. So just kind of playing it in my head and just focusing on my breathing and I use Headspace. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting there and doing it all myself and I do some of the courses like transforming anger to take deep breaths mm. and taking um, you know, some of the happiness courses and stuff like that and just... Yeah just testing myself and figuring out what's sticking and what's not. And like I said, I think I've done a lot of improvement, but I'm still far from where I want to be as a person, as an entrepreneur. And so if I'm not using these tools around me that, dude, we're so surrounded by resources, it's like not even funny. Yeah. And literally the only reason why people aren't using it is from a simple excuse that they just aren't putting in the time to do it. And so I did that excuse a lot. I used to be like, I don't have the time for this. I, I, I get up at eight and I'm working till nine o'clock at night and all this stuff. But it's like, we'll get up earlier. Yeah. make time for it and make it intentional. And so that's something that's just really transformed the way that I lead and the way that I operate my business and the way I operate with myself and the conversations I have with myself is what are my intentions for today and where, where do I want to be? Yeah. The, the 5 a.m. club thing. So that book a year and a half ago, it really did. It like changed my life. It shifted it. Yeah. And I have talked Dude, to a lot of people about books. Right there. <laughs> I've asked every time I have someone on the podcast, I'll ask about their favorite book. I connect with my friends. It's, Books are a big thing in my life. Love it. No one else has read the 5 a.m. Club. I, I know, dude. I'm like, have you read the 5 a.m. Club? They're like, no, I've heard of it, though. I'm like, yeah, dude, I recommend it, it to everyone. It. So, but that book, that's so awesome we connected on it because I was dialed in my routine yeah. for so long. And unfortunately, in the summers, my life just gets crazy. Yep. But I can totally echo that. I was journaling. I was doing my mm. pliability, my massage gun. I'd go to the gym. I'd sauna, work out, and then I'd have a little bit of meditation. And I did that. It was like a three hours just myself. Yep. And it was the best I've ever felt. My so clear, yep. so focused. Yep. Because you're spending time about yourself. I think when you start like waking up and you start going into whatever your your job is that day or whatever your intentions are, life just throws a million things at you. And if you don't take the time to like build your foundation and set mm. your feet firm on the ground you're just going to get rocked over and you're going to have to keep getting up, keep getting up. Or if like, if you know what's coming at you, you can kind of lean into it a little bit and go in a little bit more intentional and just yeah. kind of have a drive that you know where you're going. The you intention know? is the huge part of it. Mm -hmm. Like having a purpose, knowing, like you said, like I'm aiming for something. I think people just get lost in a job and then years go by and they're like, what am I kind of going for? Right. You just kind of lose it. Right. And I still, and I fall into that sometimes too when I'm not completely dialed in, but when you start your day with a journal, mm -hmm. you start your day with some focus, like thinking, mm -hmm. reading, audiobook, and then you work on yourself, you get a good workout in. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't really matter what happens for the rest of the day. No. You know? What kind of journaling did you do? So I just did free flow. I would do about, you know, probably three to five minutes of gratitude. Okay. And I'd made it different every day. It was just like, what am I grateful for? What am I feeling? Yep. I didn't like force anything, you yep. know? I'm grateful to just like, look at the way the world looks today. Yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah. And then... I would just do a free flow journal. And that one was tough for me. That's, yeah. I, I haven't done the free flow yet. I bought the five minute journal on Amazon. It's like 25 bucks. Okay. But every single day it's got a quote and then it's got a weekly challenge. And then it asks you prompts for, so you journal five minutes in the morning and five minutes before you go to bed. Okay. And some of the questions it asks, and it's the same questions every single day, but it's like, what are three things that would make today a great day? Hmm. And you intentionally write that down. And it could be simple as I have a warm cup of coffee or I have a great energy um, with my meeting today, 
or um, I have, I meet someone new. And then it asks you, what are three things that could have been better and made be- today better mm. at night? And so just like I flipped back through it the other day. I'm like, wow, like my thoughts are actually expanding here and just expressing gratitude. And like, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, you're always looking at what's going wrong and not what's going right 100% of the time. And so that gratitude journal, I kept writing down like my team, like this is really cool to see my team just rally together and build something beautiful. And if I didn't have that journal, I don't know if I would be practicing that much gratitude. And so even just like writing down, like, like I said, in high school, I didn't have that core group of friends. And uh, the other night, uh, Pharaoh sent a text in a group chat when no one had each other's numbers, except for I had his number. And then Ian, my roommate and my lead designer, he was in that group chat. And he's just like, hey, I want to put some of the people that I know would all get along really well together at a dinner. And it's like six people. We didn't know who was going, who was showing up. And I texted him, and it was a great dinner. We had great conversations. I met some new people. I texted him after. I'm like, dude, you made one of my dreams come true. I felt a part of something. I felt a part mm. of like being included, which is something that I always like thrived for. And so I wrote that down in the journal. Like I felt like I was included. I felt like I was a friend to someone where someone actually wanted to reach out to me to hang out. And that was something that I struggle with because a lot of times when I'm hanging out with people, it's usually work because I'm building something and I'm taking these sacrifices. So to get a text to go have dinner with like a group of six people that he thought that would resonate meant so much to me. And he probably had those intentions, but he probably also didn't know how much of an impact that made on my life. And that just happened last week or this week. It was on Tuesday. Yeah. My buddy Mark was was there too, right? Mark LaPointe? Yeah, yeah, Fine. Mark LaPointe. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. Pharaoh, he's so thoughtful. Like, he's so always thoughtful. thinking about stuff. He's, he texts me probably three to five times a day really? with random pair, like thoughts, yeah. you know, whether it's stock market, finances, yep. or like connections, or this is cool. And I just love that. That's so he cool. He actually sent me a book, which this too, like, this dude's just like, he's so charismatic. So he sent me a book. Deep Work? Uh, no, I read Deep Work, though. Okay. Um, he sent me Disrupt. Mm. And I, uh, he sent me and it came like in a, with a card. It says, I can't remember the exact terminology, but it said something along the lines of one of the most beautiful things in life is to be understood or something like not to understand, but to be understood or something along those lines. And I was like, dude, that's so real. That's so real. And it was a book of like, he's just like, I think you'd really enjoy this book. I read it and I immediately thought of you and he sent me a book and going out of your way to send someone something that you've done some like deep thought of and thinking of their intentions of what they would do with it just means so much to me that like, dude, you have a busy day going on and you're taking time to go out of your way to send me something that you think I would enjoy. Mm. And it's a lot better. And he calls me like once a month. And that's something that I inspired to do more of. Like he just calls and checks in. He's like, how you doing, man? Like been thinking about you. And I think, you know, just giving some thoughts, like sending some stock market stuff and shit like that. But I just think that's so cool. And I, I thrive to be more of that, you know? It's just value add, man. Yeah, it's value so add. Good. Right back to what we were talking about in the beginning. It's just Genuine value add. Yeah, it's not like where he's trying to get something out yeah. of it. He's just trying to build a healthy relationship with someone that he wants to be surrounded around. And I just, it's it's for all the right reasons, you know? That's, that's so cool. Yeah. And just back to the journaling note thing real quick, the... My thoughts, I've noticed when I did write, like, free flow, that was a really scary thing for me, mm-hmm. like, having to write. Be, I've just never done it. A blank page? A what am I supposed page. to write? Exactly. Yeah. And you start writing stuff. You write your stress, just whatever you're thinking, excited mm-hmm. for, you know, mad about. And I would look at some of the things I stress about, like, oh, you got to get this done. Or, like, I hadn't been working on my PGA work. I need to get this done. And I, I look at it, I'm like, wow, that really bothers you? And it's so small. So small. Sometimes I'd laugh. I'd look like a week back and I'd be like, oh my God, yeah. this is absurd. Yeah, dude. So it's just that perspective and intention to start the day. Yeah. Those little stressors that are bugging you all day, that email you haven't sent, blah, right. blah, blah. It's like, it just puts it in perspective in the morning. Well, and it, it puts it down on paper, like your thoughts that you're thinking to yourself. And I think we go throughout the day, you have those quick thoughts like, oh, I got to get to that or I got to get to this. And it's like the biggest deal in the world. But when you write it down, it's like, dude, really? I was stressing out for the last week about that? Yeah. It's like, you're 100% right. And I'm happy that, dude, I'm so happy that we're able to relate on the 5 a.m. club and like the journaling and all of that because it's really a lifestyle and it's community and it just puts you in the right direction, you Mm -hmm. know? And that's something about this podcast and the community I'm trying to build and especially my friends. I'm very aware of who I'm spending my time with because you need to be with people that you appreciate and that you aspire to be like. 100%. I, my dude. friendship and the people on this podcast, 
I aspire uh, uh, different aspects of all of them, what they're doing. And that's the type of people that I want to continue to learn from and grow from. So it's been awesome connecting about this type of stuff with you. Yeah, dude. It's uh, like I said, that's what I like about podcasts and just like finding those things that just aren't so, you know, like surface level or just like small talk, you know, it's something that's just like a little bit deeper in conversation and just figuring out like what makes you passionate and then finding a way to relate to it. You know what I mean? Obviously like reading the same book is a lot easier to connect on. But I mean, throughout this conversation that we've had, there's been so many different things that we've connected on. It's like, dude, we're like sitting up in our chair. We're like, yes, dude. It's like, finally, like someone understands it, you know? And I just, like being understood. Yeah, exactly. Being understood. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive back into you. Uh, your 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 uh, morning routine. Yep. You know you're prioritizing your time. I can definitely see you're focused. Mm-hmm. What other habits uh, or th- routines throughout the day do you help make you feel successful? So I definitely meal prep so that I yeah. I know that I'm eating healthy and I'm getting like a good nutritional intake. That's been super important for me. I've always been like someone who works out a lot and wants to have like a healthy lifestyle. Just because mm-hmm. I don't think having an unhealthy lifestyle is going to make you successful. Um, but other than that, man, it's just there's not much to it. I, I just really try to, you know, be the best person I can be every single day. And I think my passion really rallies around people. But other than having a morning routine and meal prepping, there's not a lot of other habits that I do. Um, I think the, the journaling has helped me pro- mm. like propel myself into what I want to be. And if there's like an incremental thing, like reading more to be more intellect and getting into the stock market to be a little bit more financial, um, you know, educated, those things I start to do a little bit of, but um, I don't have like a super strict schedule other than my morning routine because that's where I that's where I really get the most out of it. So we gotta get you fast and we gotta get you in the game. I gotta try, man. You're gonna love it. Once I gotta you try adopt it. it. I really do. I think I unintentionally fast sometimes, where yeah. it's like I I forgot my meal at home and I'm just drinking black coffee until like 4 p.m. Like oh shit, I haven't eaten. But I want to intentionally force myself to fast and figure out how I can really like optimize. Well, you talk about longevity, like for yeah. your business, right? And yeah. The main reason I fast probably is for longevity, just because the health benefits of okay. regenerating your body, the cellular cleansing, mm-hmm. you know, boosting up your immune system and your digestive system, giving it that reset, and just all of the historical, like our bodies are as humans, you know, we've survived to like our evolutionary response is just to survive. Right. That's the whole, and one of the main reasons we survived is because we've been able to go periods without food. Now that we, we don't really need that survival mechanism anymore because we have food everywhere. Right. But that's one of the most powerful ways that well, we've how gotten... We evolved? Evolved, exactly. Okay. Thank you. Interesting. And, and so that's, you know, one of the main things with fasting is the longevity benefit. So we'll have to talk about that. So do you that. use like an app or anything or like is it just like all in your head of like what times you can and cannot like opt into eating or... It's more free flow. You, you don't have to get too strict with like the optics or the exact because... The longer you get in, that's where a lot of the benefits. So if you really want to like make a huge difference in cellular cleaning and kind of reset the three to four day, you'll kill about like 60% of the disease cells in your body. And it's going to be a complete rebuild of your digestive system when you reintroduce food. But, you know, the daily 20 hours, you're starting to get into some of that 16. It's just, it's more of a lifestyle thing. Okay. You know? Yeah, I got to try it. I got to force myself to do it. One of the things that I I think is an atomic habit is it says like you can really only dial in like three to four habits a year because it takes like 66 days to form a habit, right? Yeah. And so I think that's one of my problems is I'm so ambitious that I'll go and try to start eight new things and only one will stick. And so what I'm really trying to do and what I what I really implemented with the morning routine is like that's one of my habits that I'm doing this year. And so mm. now that that's instilled in me and I'm, I'm able to do it past 66 days, I've been doing it for the last like four months, that's something I'm looking to take on is like one new habit, like every quarter, every 90 days, just trying to Force myself out of my comfort zone, yeah. not get content with myself, and being able to push outside my own limits. Yeah, it's such an interesting thing. And I know in Atomic Habits, he argues, like, maybe some habits, they're never, like, completely just there. It's You always kind of focus on them, and you make your good habits more present, more active, more easy. Like, if, you're, if your bad habit's a TV, you pull the TV out of the room, you put it in the closet. Yeah. You make your bad habits. Like, you may never get over the habit of wanting to watch TV, but you just make it never there. Yeah, make it, it makes really it a hard. little bit harder to get to it. Yeah, yeah. that's in- habit stuff. So interesting. Behavior change. Yeah, dude. Like that's such an interesting thing. to Yeah, me. and I'm the type of person where if I like something, I become obsessed with it. Mm. And so that's why I really like you know when I find a good routine that really feels like it's good for me. 
become obsessed with it and it's just like that's just who i am you know yeah dude yeah i kind of have that addictive like yeah yeah you're just all in on it yeah so i gotta make sure that my habits are good habits because yes. otherwise i just become obsessive over it you know yeah for sure so we've talked a lot about you know the things you're doing the mm-hmm. success and you know the path that you're on and all these you know great habits you've adopted so far what's some things that you think you struggle with a little bit or that you can get better with as you continue to go forward yeah so that's a great question. So I've talked about it a little bit, but I respond very emotional and I get very defensive when someone questions me, but I'm very, very um, contradicting with that because I'm usually devil's advocate to most people. And so something that I can work on is just not responding emotionally and thinking and coming, seeing where they're coming from and listening a little bit more. Mm. That's something I've been really working on. Like what I was talking about as a leader, um, it's being a leader, dude, is so hard because you're making decisions based on the overall health and um, you know financial decisions that you have to make that aren't always easy to have conversations with people. And so they might be looking at it, or at least the way that I perceive it is, they might be looking at it as like, oh, he just wants to do this because he's an owner and he can do what he wants. And it's like, I want everyone to be happy. And so mm-hmm. you know, not responding in a way that comes off in an uncaring way is something that I could really work on. Um, like I said, I, I have a really big heart and I, I feel like I will, I will, I'll respond to someone and probably like a more stressed and not as good of a way I could communicate. And then I'll call them later that day and be like, dude, I'm sorry. Like got caught up in my emotions. Like I shouldn't have responded that way. I see where you're coming from. This is how we can be better. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on it. And so I, I think just being an overall great leader, I think is something that I'm going to be constantly working on and. It's a process. I, I read a lot of books on it. I read a lot of articles on it. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And the more education that I can get on little incremental things, like little inter- incremental mm. things, adding all of those up and throwing them in that leadership bucket will just make me as a better leader. And I think over time too, um, going back to like failing fast and failing often, I failed a lot as a leader, but now I think I'm becoming a better leader because of it. Mm. And so just picking up where I learned from my mistakes. Um, and I think another thing that I could work on is... Just being a little bit more intentional, and I've, I've done that through my morning routine, but yeah. um, you know, I think kind of like what I was talking about before is I live so much in the future, and I'm always so stressed about the future, and I'm always so focused on what things need to happen for me to be there. And I think something that I could really work on is being in the present. And, you know, when I'm done with work, like be done with work for the yes. day. Put my phone down and just enjoy the people around me because... Even when I'm like, you know, if we're, you know, just hanging around and having a beer, I'm always thinking about it. It's like something I'm so passionate about is like propelling myself forward that I'm going to lose a lot of the people around me if that's the only thing I want to talk about. If it's the only thing that I want to resemble myself as. And I don't want people to only think like, oh, Brandon, he only cares about work or he only hits me up when it's something about work. And something I'm really trying to intentionally do is hit up people and just ask how they are and be genuine about Mm. it and not just do it as a task to check off on my list for the day, but to actually listen and hear like how they're actually doing and getting a beer and just having conversations. So I've been really setting a new intention to meet new people Mm. and, um, you know, just set, set a new life for myself. Like I said, when I started college, now that I've been out of college for the last couple of years, it's just always trying to find ways to hit that reset button and figure out where am I at today and where do I want to be in 10 years, but not getting so caught up in the 10 years part. Yeah. Well, the, the presence thing is a huge one. And I know I'm a thinker. My mind's always going. Mm-hmm. And there's so much going on. I can do the nutrition stuff, the podcast, PGA pro, trying to play golf. And like, sometimes it's really hard for me to shut it off. Mm-hmm. Like you said, and that's where I feel like I need to do the most work. And I've been really trying to is being more present in my interactions. Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm completely here with you. There's nothing else I'm right, thinking about. Right. My phone's over there yeah. where eye contact is having like deep, meaningful conversations, but I need to do more of that. And Absolutely. it can't just be on podcasts. It needs to be in like genuine conversations. So, right. Yeah. And, it, and, and I can get there. Like when I'm talking to a friend or like, you know, you're going out and you're having a specific conversation in a group, like, I get present and I'm there, but I want to be more there just in the daily interaction. If I see someone for 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, run through, I want to be there. Like when I'm giving someone a lesson for an hour, I, I become the best version of myself. I'm so dialed in. How can we make this better? I'm looking at every intricacy of the swing to try to figure this out. But can how, cause in that situation, I'm the best version of myself. I love that part of me. Yeah. How can I be that all the time? Right. Even in like, what, like what you said, like if someone, like if you run into someone like at the grocery store or like, and you're on a strict schedule, 
like that 10 minutes and just like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, how are things going? And like stuff like that, where I'm usually just like, hey, what's up, man? And like, I got to go. Yeah. And that I like I go to bed at night and I always think about how did today go and what could I have done better? And that's one of the things is I'm like, oh, what's up, man? And I'll leave. And I'm like, that was so ingenuine. That's like, why would I go and go going back to what my uh, not insecurity, but one of the things that I want to work on is like being included and being surrounded around people who actually want to be around me. Mm. That's not going to get me there. Having the deep, meaningful conversations and going out of my way that's not related to work is going to do that. And so I completely agree with you. Just like when I'm dialed, I'm dialed. But when I'm not, I'm not. And I'm not more than I am. Well, here's the thing, though. Like we use social media as such a powerful tool, especially with what we're doing with our business and connecting. But it's a distraction device. Right. It's, it's all it is is a distraction. And you're seeing a highlight reel of everyone's best life. Well, yeah. And it's more, for me, it's just more like, okay, so you got Instagram. I'm on there a lot. I got LinkedIn. And then I got, I, I'm a big stock guy. So I got my Robinhood. I'm always checking. Then you got your emails, your work email. Then you got your text messages for lessons and then your friends or whatever. Yep. So you know, that's going on all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, check, 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 check. And some of it's like really kind of important. Like you need to do it and it's really useful and it's good for everything I'm doing, but it's like completely opposite of what we're saying, being present. Right. right. So how do you balance it? How do you figure out the time? You know, that's a process working through. Yeah. Me and Ian were actually just talking about, because going back to Farrah, I know we're talking about him a lot, but there's commonality there. He brought up, um, he gave up social media for like three months, maybe mm-hmm. six months or something, and he wasn't on it. And then he he just got back on it and talked about why he did it because it's usually, it's it's basically like a dopamine factory where mm-hmm. it's like when you go on it, you get this dopamine, you feel good, especially when you post something, everyone's liking it, commenting it, telling you how great it is. Where if like, if you just get rid of that, does your life get better? And are you focused on more intentional things? And I would argue, yes. Yeah. But the other element of it is, is I get a lot of my, you know, introductions and resources because I reach out to so many people. So I, I use that as an excuse and I think it's a pretty valid excuse, but it's still an excuse of itself. So I've always wondered what would happen if I just gave up social for like at least a month, 30 days. But, um, like I said, I'm very intentional with when I use it and I reach out to a lot of people that I look up to Mm -hmm. and just try to provide value. And it usually leads into like an in-person relationship. So I think just being when you go on social media, what's your intention for it? Is it to compare yourself to everyone that you follow or is it to reach out to the people that inspire you? Well, honestly, I think in a perfect world, I think I would probably be a better version of myself if I had no social media. Yeah. But there's this part of me, like when I first started, I'm like, I want to have the biggest podcast. I want to create this huge platform people share and make all this impact on people. But then I realized as I started going, I'm like, I would be a miserable person because the amount of time it takes to make videos and yep. posts and all this stuff and the amount of stuff you have to do, you have to comment, reply. Yep. I would not be happy. So so that part of my goal is like, you know, I'm going to do my best with it, but it's only going to go as far as it can go because I can't be the online social media wizard. Yeah. It's just not that I'm not going to be happy if I'm that person. Yeah. And it's just like setting that intention and then yeah. being okay with it and not be beating yourself up if it's not blowing up in the next six months, you know, yeah. and just you know, spending your time doing what you want to do and putting the amount of time that you, you want to and leaving it at that. Yeah, dude, that's so good, man. Yeah. All right, well, I'll, uh, I'll let you get out of here soon, man. It's been a pleasure having you. Yeah. I got uh, just two questions for you left. Okay. Um, I have to ask, one book, we talked 5AM Club, but one other book that's been life-changing for you. I would say um, I, I just finished Deep Work. That's mm. uh, That's an incredible book. I don't know if you've read it, but... It really just talks about hitting that flow state and setting the intention of it talks about shallow work versus deep work. And so, you know, when you're like grinding on something and like you look at the clock, you're like, holy cow, how did five hours just pass or whatever it is? That has been very incremental for me in my business and in my professional life. And it's opened up more time in my personal life because I've set the intention of having deep work. And so highly recommend that. I believe it's by Malcolm Gladwell, maybe. Um, but it's a great book. I love, I love Malcolm Gladwell. I got about four bu- Malcolm Gladwell books, but nice. I don't, if that's, I think it's Malcolm Gladwell. Dude, that'd be amazing if it is. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's not. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Um, All right, deep work though. That's a great one. Yeah. I love that. It's a great, it's a great book. Um, yeah, that's what I would recommend. All right, Brandon. Well, Hey man, I appreciate everything you're doing. Um, you know what you're doing for the community, what you're doing for the Lincoln drink, mm-hmm. you know, the path that you've set on as an entrepreneur and the example you're setting, man. It's really important, and we need people out there doing it. So I just want to say gratitude for all you're doing, and thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. All right, last question. So you're down the road. 
you know, you got your kids, you built your businesses, your wife, you're doing whatever you want to do. You've yeah. kind of fulfilled your mission. Yeah. And you have your kids that are growing up. They're like 11, 12. They're starting to learn about the world. And you can only tell them three things. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reason, you just can tell them three things that you believe are going to lead to like a happy, a successful, you know, that fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. What are those three life lessons? I love that question. Um, I think one of them is kind of like what we've been talking about, find ways to live in the present. Still have a focus on the future, but find ways to live in the present. If you've got good people around you, let them know that they're good people around you and be grateful for it. Uh, The second thing I would say is if you're working hard, you're doing just fine. I think sometimes I just beat myself up so hard about like comparing myself to how other people are doing five years into their journey and I'm only five years into my journey. I'm not where they're at and comparing myself so hard where it's like, I wrote a LinkedIn article about it and I talked about, I get so caught up in comparing myself to so many other people that you just have to remember you're writing your own story. And so if you're trying to, you know, live someone else's story, you're not living your own true story. And so if you're working hard, you're doing just fine. Mm. And the last thing is, is just remember to have fun and enjoy it. Because like I said, I think when you look back five, 10 years down the road, if I was like never enjoying it and I finally enjoy it when it's about to be over, it's just not going to be as fulfilling. And so Mm. I really try to take time at least one day of the week, especially when I'm journaling to be like, I'm, 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 I'm in such a great position, you know, like all the opportunities that come to me and being able to work with like pro athletes and cool brands. And like, even though it's not a hundred percent where I want it to be today, it's fucking fun, dude. Like it's, it's a good time. And I get so caught up back to the first thing I said, like not living in the present that, I just have really cool opportunities around me and people let me know that and I need to acknowledge that myself more. So just being a little bit more in the present. If you're working hard, you're doing just fine and just have fun with it. Oh man, you're an inspiring dude, Brandon. Appreciate Appreciate having you on, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's awesome. I love that. Well, there you have it, my friends. A lot to learn from this guy. Go follow Brandon, uh, Instagram. Check him out. He's tagged in all my stuff. Brandon Polazuk. All right, folks. Let's go get it. Start doing. Take action. Start your business. Just whatever, man. Let's go and be present. A lot of lessons. Have an awesome day, folks. Always appreciate you being here. Let's go get it.